Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 94, if you only knew the things that happened before we get on the air. <laughs> Sports Debate Tuesday. It's Rob McLean. The episode starts hmm, right now. What's good, Rob? That's good. Hey, what's up, people? Got to give the people what they want. Got to give the people what they want, along with my man, Rob. Keep it. McLean. McLean. I am Jason Freezing DeBeas. This window's open but because it's boiling in here. Yeah, we got a hot episode for, from an even hotter weekend, man. We saw a lot of upstarts. We saw a lot of... Um, uh, people who expect to win become part of the fallen, right? Well, it's been one of those weekends where there's some, there were some high expectations, which brings me to topic one, all right? Uh, this weekend of upsets um, seem to be the norm in the NFL. That's what we're doing first. Um, and I say, why not? Everyone cheers for an underdog. Me, me and you, we love seeing the little guy win, man, every chance we can. So mix that. Um, and the team, who we as fans and commentators and diehards have to reexamine the label of underdog, um, given their consistent success, I mean, after a while, we got to stop calling some of these teams underdogs. All right. So this weekend is dedicated to uh, the team that we consider underdogs, but it's also the team that the team that after after winning a bunch of games isn't considered an underdog anymore. Maybe like your your G men. Great weekend for them, huh? You like that? I do. I like that. So Rob, um, as Bill Parcells would say, you are what your record says you are. <laughs> so with all that being said, let's have a little fun. The question for topic number one is, which team were you happy to see win this weekend? Hmm. You know, of course, I could say my Giants, but, you know, they're no longer underdogs as it is. I know. So uh, I'm going to say them, yeah, but, you know. but go ahead. But there was a couple there was a couple upsets, I think, this week that were great. Um, there's a couple of teams that maybe I thought that wouldn't have won, like, you know, Seahawks really surprised me. Yeah. Um, I was at that but, game. I was at that game. You know, Ooh, that's yeah. a good game to be at. Yeah, Gino's got a, a nice game. Gino's got a nice touch right now, boy. And thirty-seven points is, is a real win. You know, it's not like a defense took over kind of win. I but I got to give it to the to, to the Panthers. You know, uh, third string quarterback. I love PJ Walker. I think he's a fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a serviceable quarterback in the NFL, given the chance, given the right team around him, um, and and he kind of showed that. You know, I mean, putting up good numbers. Played, uh, made the team play well, and you know, beat, you know, the Bucks. You know, it's it's a tough team. Even though the Bucks aren't playing the best ball, it's still a tough team. You know, it's still going there, beating a high class team. Um, in the situation they're in, they just lost. They just lost Christian McCaffrey. They got all these nice new draft picks, but they don't have any players. Um, yeah, I thought that was a, a fantastic uh, underdog type of win. You know. Yeah. You know, Rob, I said this before, and I'll say this again. First of all, Rob, respect. Keep it, McLean, McLean. I'll say it like this, and you've heard me say this on the show. I'm quoting the movie Eight Mile, where like Eminem goes up there at the end and he says everything before the guy says it, so he can't. He got nothing to say against him. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, Rob McLean has Eminem'd me. I've been eight miles. Yep. Oh my goodness, this guy's a gangster. His real name is Clarence. I mean, I love your pick, man. Right? They they lost their coach. Coach got fired in the middle of the season. Robbie Anderson early exit. Christian McCaffrey goes at a and you're just like Tom this is your repair and rinse and repair game come beat me beat me Tom and 
Wow, 21-3. Just got me. Talk about a team that, that that when you squeeze them, instead of folding, they, they some some elite athletes use that to focus, and I really like your pick. So, um, uh, which means I have to come up with another one, but I am prepared. I am going with the team that didn't even have a name last year, that who's, who's um, as Stephen A. Smith would say, who started quarterback, is, it sounds like a muffler instead of a quarterback. Right, you got um, Wentz. Uh, went straight up wince as Stephen uh, Skip Bayless would say. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm on an old school first take tip, first take tip right now, so undisputed. Yeah, Wentz turned into wince. Heineke is a, a. I mean, is it me or does Washington the fans like that guy? Yeah, you know, I think it's the same thing with PJ Walker, where it's like he's been there for a while. Yeah, they they like his style. He's just not. He's a backup quarterback, and he's got to be that. Yeah, but and but I you like him. Believe he's anything more, but. But I you, love and him. you cheer, I think he's and one you of the best backups. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it was but, very much like Buffalo and Doug Flutie, right? I mean, that you know, they, they paid all this guy all this other money, and you know you got to play him, but really you, the fans want to see Flutie, and that's what's going on with Heineke, man. That I mean, some of those deep throws look like he, he there's no place in the world he'd rather be. And and if you asked me who was good, who was the guy that was going to be beating people scorched earth on these deep go routes or whatever, I would have told you it was Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers, that last night, yesterday, was not the best team, was not even the best player uh, uh, in that game. Never mind the best, never mind the uh, running, defending, uh, most valuable player. And um, I believe NFC semifinalist and, and multiple time NFC championship game finalist and Super Bowl winner. So, so you got Carolina Panthers. I go a little bit, a, little, a few miles away from there. I go to, to Washington. I, I can't call them that team. I'm just going to call them Washington. I'm just going to yeah. keep calling them the football team. I'm sorry. Washington just, football team. <laughs> thank you. Didn't that have a nice ring to it after a while? And everybody was just like, so. yeah, man. So Yeah. I like so, that. I like that, though. WFT, you know. <laughs> I do, too, man. Hold on. Let me, cool. I got to close this window. People make a noise. I'm gonna match you on this. This one. Yep. Got my fan going still. Yes. Well, there you already have a fan, Rob. That fan is me. Cool, man. Wow, that's a great wrap up for topic one because we still got a lot to talk about, and I think we're gonna go um heavy on some of the other of the subject matter. Rob, topic number two. We go to MMA. More specifically, we go to the UFC. Yo, you train UFC, bro? <laughs> you train UFC, bro. <laughs> anyway, what a weekend! What a weekend, dude. I I always have both excitement and at the same time reservations when I see a stacked card. Because for me, very much like a hit, like a hit motion picture, like a hit film with an um that has like an all star cast that has all these A listers, you rarely see it exceed your expectations. Uh, I mean, they usually fall short, and 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 on its best legs, it meets it meets its its expectations. But there are some outliers. Are like, wow, this is everything I thought it was going to be and more. You know, I mean, I'm I'm, a, I'm Avengers bias, and you don't even know there's an A list cast because they they. They on an ensemble level have made those made those Avengers movies really good, you know. So, uh, but UFC 268 was everything I expected, and I think I speak for both of us on that. Was it everything you expected too? Was it was uh, it a two, ball, was it a baller, yeah? Was it a baller card that that this last weekend that that kind of delivered? Yeah, it definitely yeah. was. Yeah, that was uh definitely one of my favorite. You know, fight to fight to fight to fight. Just 
you know, entertaining yeah. fights. I mean, even the most pessimistic mind had to concede that it at least met our, our expectations. So um, I could be a Debbie Downer. <laughs> so this week, the question is twofold. All right, we got two questions for this MMA topic. Which um, match met or exceeded our expectations? That's the first question. And the second question is, which one fell short? Uh, I'm going to go first on this one because um, I, I might steal one from you. But um, <laughs> there was a match you said that you can't wait to see. And, 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 it, and it's going to be it's going to be high um, like it's going to be electric. It's going to be lightning in a bottle. And that's Dariush against Gam, Gamrat. They call him Gamrat. I thought it was Gamrat. I was all French. You know, who, who wants this? Gamrat, Gamrat, Pierrier, Pierrier. So. You said, I can't wait to see that match last week. And, and I said, wait a second, you know, this could be the dance partner Dariush was looking for. So to get more fans in this and that, and man, did they deliver. That's the match that exceeded my expectations. They had great stand up. They had great, uh, when they were against the cage, we, they, you knew they weren't resting. You know, when, when it went to the ground, they weren't laying and praying. Uh, everything was slick. Yeah, all the moves were slick. It really made a mixed martial arts fan concentrate on mixed martial arts. And I'm kind of a purist like that. So make mine Dariush and Gamrot. And I think I stole yours. So who? So the question is, Rob, who else oh, you no. got? Um, for me, I thought that uh, the Peter Yan and Sean O'Malley was better than expected. You know, I thought... Uh, half people thought, you know, Sean O'Malley was going to outclass him. Half the people thought Peter Young was going to wrestle him to the ground and, and just ground and pound him the whole time. Um, and I think neither neither side got their wish, and I, or, or both sides got their wish, where both things kind of happened for, for, for a while. But, um, yeah, just like a really high-level MMA fight, you know. Maybe we didn't expect that high level where, you know, we, we thought, you know, honestly, I thought Peter Young was just going to take him down, you know, and, and ground and pound him. And I thought that Sean O'Malley did a great job of, of preventing that from happening. And, and that made it into a more interesting fight, you know, and uh, standing up. I thought Sean was, yeah, really good. So that was a, a really awesome fight to see. I was glad that it turned out to be better than I expected um yeah you know and yeah, right? yeah so that, that has to be for my pick yeah i mean first two things before we jump to our next question because this 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 match has answered a lot of questions and at the same time left us with some questions didn't it so for me when we found out that he was facing peter young i'm sure some people were calling dana white and it was like yo what did this guy ever do to you man yeah, <laughs> that you're gonna damn, give him peter, you know? that's what i said that's what i said <laughs> But man, I mean, and even his his body language, like the weigh-ins and the face-offs, it will hit that he. You know that right? That guy's like energetic, extroverted in your face, kind of has this mean mug. There was none of that this weekend. I'm like, and the way he was carrying himself, I'm like, this dude doesn't think he's gonna win. This dude is probably mm. thinking this is BS. You know, this is bull job and I'm going to lose and I'll do the best I can. And that's not what happened. Which leads me to my next question, Rob, uh, or not the topic question, but. Did he really win that fight? Hmm. Split decision, uh, um, uh, or was it a split decision? Yeah, or it was a split decision. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, it was as close as you can get without it being a tie. Right. Um, so I think that's respect to both fighters. Um, I don't think there was a, a certain round where anybody dominated somebody else in the scorecard where it was, a, a, you know, a like an oblivious, you know, mistake. I think it was just, you know 
how some fighters deal with it. I also don't think that it's fair that both of those fighters are capable of a five-round fight, and I, I think it's hard to blemish a record or you know hurt their career trajectory because they don't have enough rounds to prove to, to do it. So I think um, there should be more implications uh, for there should be maybe like more uh, you know incentive to have five-round fights. You know, uh, and if there's a five round fight, maybe the, it holds more weight into whether you get a, a you know, a title shot um, sooner than later, because that is really the, the, the two biggest things to change from a regular fight to a title fight is not only uh, the time, you know, when you're fighting, you know, uh, how big it is, the media and all that stuff, but that you're going from three to a five round fight. You know, the only time you really get a five round fight is either in a title fight or sometimes in a main event so um to, to maybe open that avenue up a bit more so that there's more you see who's capable of, of lasting five rounds or who would do something in five rounds because honestly i looked at that fight and i was like they both could have gone two more rounds easily and it would yeah. have been such an exciting fight and mm -hmm. it would have been you know i'm even to the point where it's like they should have just asked them right there when the split decision mm -hmm. came out like yo you guys want to go two more rounds and we just figure this out. I think both of them, you know what I mean? both of them would have said, hell yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's tough. So I just think it's difficult to, you know, almost be stopped midway through the fight yeah. to, to, to find a decision. So hard for Peter Young, but yeah, I think it is what it is. Two Energizer bunnies, man. In fact, the only time I even saw Peter Young, like the energy leave his body was when the decision was read, right? I mean, think about the rematch against Aljamain Sterling. I thought Aljo won, but if you, you know, that, that tight decision, if you thought you felt you won, you lost, you're like, geez, and now it's happened to you twice, right? You've lost three yeah. in a row, one, one from an accident, right? You, know, you lose your belt from that, and the second one you lose in a decision you thought you won. And in this third one, I actually thought Young won it, but... um. Saturday, I was thinking, oh, screw job. Oh, oh, this is, you know, this is this is bad. And, and now, you know, I watched the match a second time. Um, I still think Jan won, but I don't think anyone got, I don't think anyone got screwed. I thought, I thought it was right. close enough. I thought it was close enough to go the right way or the wrong way. So, Rob, the second topic question is which match um, um, did not meet your expectations, which and might even be a disappointing. Not a whole lot of disappointing matches. Even even the decisions on the pre prelims were fun. It was great, but um, I'll go first on this one. The match that didn't meet my expectations had to be the one of the title fights. It was T.J. Dillashaw trying to uh, trying to take the belt from Aljamain Sterling. Right. This is a match where we thought we were going to see you know high impact wrestling. We thought we were going to see slick submissions we, we thought we we're going to see slick boxing because you know tj dillashaw i think he does what dominic cruz better better than dominic cruz does i mean he looks like uh, right he looks like dominic cruz on steroids <laughs> i mean <laughs> he's like could very well be jay but very when well his shoulder be. popped out you know first of all when I, I gotta give the guy credit his shoulder popped out and when he fell to the ground he looked like he's gonna tap and he was like, no, I think I could do this. And then between the rounds, he pops it back in and it pops back out. Um, the, the guy's an absolute stud and was winning the fight with one hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like jabbing and crossing or whatever. But as soon as it went to the ground, you know, I mean, Funk Master already seems like he has eight tentacles. Never mind, you know, right? Never mind, like two, two, two strong hands or arms. So um, it disappointed me because one, 
it got cut short because of the injury. So I was disappointed. It didn't meet my expectations. I thought that was going to go longer. And two, Aljo has to recognize when to ground and pound and when to go for submissions. Like when the ground, when it went to the ground, you could almost almost hear Matt Serra uh, get into BJJ mode. Where like in the beginning, he was just, you know, it was fist to pavement and head. And I was like, dude, do that 20 times, you know, because he didn't even load up to do it. He was just hitting him in the right spot. You do that yeah. 20 times and the referee will get you off. Like what Country Nelson did in the Ultimate Fighter uh, um, with Kimbo. Like everyone in the crowd, like all, all the other coaches were kind of one, two, three, four, like, you know, little peppers. So didn't meet my expectations. Correct. Uh, huge disappointment. No, uh, no, I died. I mean, Dillashaw showed me more uh, of fighting injured than, than he could ever show me fighting healthy. True. Yeah, I think for me... Uh, Is it the same? I, I mean, echo yeah, that? yeah. it's obviously the same, but I think my other pick, if I had to choose, um, would be the Oliveira-Islam fight, you know, and meaning that it didn't meet up to the expectations. Right. I thought that, you know, Charles came out, like, pretty flat, um, but again, this is, I think, Charles's problem with his game is that he he almost needs to get hit and get put into situations for him to like flourish almost. Um, if yeah. you can want, like, if you think back to the last three fights he's had, he's been put in really difficult situations and almost had not a lucky shot, but you know, he's countered to to win. You know, it's not like he's imposing his offensive will or so crafty defensively that he puts himself in position yeah. so i think a guy like islam um, had a game plan and he went after his game plan and charles had the skills but he doesn't really have really a game plan to go after um islam so it it was just kind of disappointing in the fact that i thought charles might be a little bit more yeah not prepared but have an attack or uh you know a secondary plan you know, an yeah. adjustment, and uh, yeah, I didn't see that, so yeah, now, that's kind of disappointing. And it was because it went the same way a lot of Macachess's matches go that you did not think would happen to Oliveira. Like I was like, okay, he did it to that guy, but that guy's not Charles. He did it to that guy, mm -hmm. but that guy's not Charles. And in the beginning of the match, when he took him down, Charles almost welcomed the takedown until he felt the weight of a Dagestani Sambo fighter on him, where. You know, where you had enough, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this clown time to get up. And it's like, oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> this dude this dude wrestles bears, <laughs> you know. And he was um, Khabib Nurmagomedov's uh, favorite student, his father. Um, his father actually said that guy was his favorite student, not the son. So Khabib uh, admitted that. So congratulations to Islam Makachev. Should um, the Bronx get an, a rematch? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I, I mean, so. right away. I don't know, yeah. but... I don't think know, he got beat down that much, you know, I think. No, 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 no. And that's why it's like, yeah, I, I love to see what happens if Islam goes, you know, deeper than, you know, three rounds. Yeah. You were five and one, by the way, on the pick yeah. six. We both picked um, Jan. We were both wrong on Jan. You picked Bala Muhammad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I picked Brady. So I'm, I'm four and two. I picked Brady and I picked Jan, but we were both right with Dariush. We were both right with Caitlin. We knew Caitlin was a constant pressure fighter. Um, and we didn't have I a thought, Wait, no, Caitlin lost. Oh, she did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm batting 500 yeah, ball, then you four and two, man. Look at, look at me I'll all unprepared <laughs> for this. Dude, how about Bilal Muhammad and Sean, though, right? Two, two yeah, pressure fighters. Wanted to see who was going to break under the pressure. 
Yeah. Sean ain't ready yet. No. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that in the nicest way possible, but I, I need to see more on right. the on like again, taking over. You know, you gotta be you gotta you, you gotta have a niche. You know, you gotta yeah. have a niche for something, you know, you gotta and uh Well he did and he I got just, beat at it. He got beat at his own game. He got beat at pressing I mean. at pressing that's forward. What I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. You yeah. can't but again, this goes down to maybe a little bit of coaching, maybe a little bit of stubbornness from fighter, whatever it comes down to. But you've got to recognize, like, he and I are going to do the same thing. Unless I'm that much better at him, even if I think I'm a little bit better, uh-huh. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a different game plan. You know yeah. what? What is it that I don't like to do? You know, what if somebody does something to me and I don't like it? Like, let me try to do that to that person because I'm. A, it's the same thing. So right. it's kind of, it's just a, I don't know, a lazy approach. <laughs> It is, but anyway, what what a what a great what a great card! I might watch it again tonight while this I, I edit this episode because I, I mean, especially the the um, the Jan and, and O'Malley fighter, which I already I already watched twice. But you know, I watched I watched all of the prelims. You know, uh, did that actually again this morning, and my kind of card, man. And I know there's a bunch of cards in between, but uh, and I used to be a UFC head, but I'm more of an MMA purist, but I don't care until November 12th. I, I should care, you know? I mean, you got you got my boy Calvin Qatar fighting Allen this weekend, and we could do a pick on that on Quick Question. But for now, let's move to the NFL pick six. Rob, last week, I believe you were three and three. James Barker, who challenged us. James Barker, my man, he's a, a coach out of Lubbock, Texas, club coach and former on Blackhawk crew chief. Have you ever seen that movie Blackhawk Black Hawk Down? Um, James Barker challenges. He's also three and three. I, your boy, Jason DeBellis here, is, was four and two. So let's go. Hey, with my team, the Buffalo Bills having a bye last week, I still found a way to, to say, go New York, go New York, go. And those were the Jets, the New York Jets. How's that for a feel-good story, huh? Like that, that coach said, I'm taking receipts. <laughs> that coach said, didn't he say that? He said, I'm taking receipts. <laughs> it's a long season though, and they just lost Brees Hall for the year. Yeah, after he he ran for like a a sick touchdown. Sick oh, Metcalf. touchdown yeah. receiving. Yeah, that got nice. All right, so let's go to our pick six. We're going to game number one. I leave you the Ravens this Thursday. The Baltimore Ravens on the road to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bobby McGee, who you got? Yeah, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's good that we try to pick games that aren't the easiest. But um, I mean, man, the Bucks—that was rough last week. But the Ravens, man, I really—I'm glad the Giants beat them because I don't want to see them again. But you know, that team is tough, yeah, man. They are. Uh, and my Buffalo Bills—I'm glad we we already played them too, man. Because right now they got to run over everybody. But man, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I know, I know. You, you think about the run defense that the Bucks do have. Like Devin White is gonna take is gonna take down uh, Lamar Jackson, forcing them to pass. And I think Brady comes back with a big week this week. I think you know they missed a couple easy throws last week. I was so surprised they didn't score or yeah. put any points after that. So I think something's just off. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Bucks this week. All right, cool. For me, I mean. Uh, it being a home game at Tampa Bay, I think as far as bounce back games go, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen against Carolina, uh, um, but it didn't. But but then again, 
I've always severely underestimated the Ravens' ability to play well on the road like they do like they do at home. They have a ridiculous win-loss record at home under John Harbaugh. But the, their defense has really a lot of trouble against mobile quarterbacks and guys who use their legs and create more time, you know? And and I think we're going to see more of that. I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, let's go to match number two, our football. Yeah, football game two. We have the Cards, Arizona Cardinals, visiting the Minnesota Vikings. I'll go first on this one. The Minnesota Vikings off their bye week. They're the host. It's nice and chilly. Great conditions. Uh, Kirk Cousins is playing more like a like a close relative instead of a kissing cousin. And I picked the Vikings on this one. Mm. You know, uh, I, 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 I'm so surprised what's going on with the Cardinals this year. But now that we they're starting to have some pieces back, it yeah, looks Hopkins. a lot more. Yeah, Hopkins is and, back. Yeah, it looks – it looks like you got Robbie Anderson. Maybe he'll start getting in the mix. I think they just need a receiver, you know, at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one, man. I, I think they they feel – it feels like the right team. Oh, my goodness. Are we, we going opposite ends on the first two. We just got started. Robbie, game three. Let's go Patriots. The New England Patriots, who are actually playing right now, we're gonna get a score in a minute because Rob, Rob is is my up to date guy right now. I'm, I'm sitting here right. trying to trying to edit some stuff. So Rob, we got Patriots, Patriots against um the the JTS. New York Jets. Oh, uh, Rob, you go first. Is it the Patriots oh, or the New York Jets? You know, the Jets are playing great football, man, and. Their defensive line is fantastic. Their their I mean their back half is great too. They got okay linebackers. But yeah, man, I, I think the defense in itself is gonna shut down the pass. I'm gonna have to go with the Jets on this one. <laughs> Shishing <laughs> Rob, keep it McLean McLean. How dare you? I'm coming for you. I'm a New Yorker. Look. And as far as wishful, uh, who I want to win this game, uh, as native New Yorkers, is not, I mean, we are, I guess we're born to despise people from the New England sports area. Even though I do have to concede, concede it's a hell of a sports town, man. There's people are loyal. I, get them I give credit when, when credit's due. Uh, I got to go Patriots on this one. Right now, it seems like we have a little bit of, a, of quarterback controversy, right? As we speak. We're pre-recording this Monday night, so Monday night football's happening right now. And I think um, Zappy came in for for uh, Mac Jones. Uh, he's just he's just playing a little bit better, and I think Bill Belichick is only loyal to people who can help him win. So I expect Zappy to be there next week, and I expect him to zap the Jets. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. I really really hope y'all keep doing what you're doing though, because I re I mean, you know, that team gets kicked around, and and that's a hell of a first job for a, for a, for a head coach to have. And he's like, I'm taking receipts. This dude said I'm taking receipts, Rob. How cool is that? I thought it's it, you know, good. yeah, boy got cojones. So. We go to game four, and we wait a second. We're we're three games in, and we've picked opposite teams the whole way through. <laughs> All right, game four. We have the Giants. Your G-Man visiting the Seattle Seahawks. This is at the twelfth man. Look, Ooh. I'm gonna go first on this one. The twelfth man was created in part by an um. To the best of my memory, or, or the thing that sticks in my memory, was the Giants got called for 13 false start penalties uh, against uh, Seattle a few years ago, a decade and a half ago. 
And the fans started to notice that and just got louder and louder and louder. And I think the 12th man uh, subsequently, or unwittingly or not, was created that day. The 12th man's going to be strong against the Giants. But Daniel Jones right now, he, he he's... I didn't think I would say that this guy is a pressure cooker um, and doesn't get cooked under the pressure. And I got to go G-Men on this uh, to, to face Geno Smith. Before before you give your answer, man, nah, actually we'll do that at the end. Geno Smith's balling out, but you go. But I'm going Giants. Yeah, you know, the thing, uh, there are certain things, you know, this is the team that I watch, so I, I, I notice a little bit more than other teams. But, you know, the thing that I, I realized this year about the giants is they're finding ways to win you know <laughs> um i mean geez they they had uh, a six point lead mm-hmm. and the ball went down to the one yard line at the very end of the game last game dude right? like wow. they had 40 seconds to get it down to the one yard to, to score and they got it down to the one yard line trevor lawrence right but they but they still found a way to win right that's the whole point of it is uh is is that so for me, I'm going to keep going with the Giants until they disappoint. You know, um, I think the Seahawks are a tough team right now, um, especially at home. Uh, Geno's playing great. You know, yeah, they, really they have is, everybody's dude. everybody's rallying around. You know that team, but a lot of injuries that game. Yeah, yeah, a lot of injuries, and the Giants have some injuries as well. Yeah. Um, trying to get healthy this week, but yeah, I just I have a feeling that the, the Giants have that formula right now that that'll just push teams i don't not necessarily say it's going to guarantee yeah. wins but it'll just push teams when it, when it really seems like it at the end of games mm-hmm. to make mistakes for us to capitalize so i'm going to go with the giants you know rob I, I picked the giants for logical reasons but my eye test i was at that game yesterday i was at that game sunday i'm changing my pick I'm going Seahawks. I, I I can't. That was that was the the touch that Geno Smith has, like the on his throws and the speed. This this is this is some high level stuff. And, and I felt like he was back in West Virginia, playing Texas Tech and winning a game like seventy to sixty three. And that was one of his games. That was the first time I saw Geno Smith play. You know what I'm saying? My girl was out there with me. The parents were out there from West Virginia. Um, though they went to a smarter school. But, yeah, I, I think I'm going to change my pick, and I got to remember to go back on this. <laughs> okay. So right now, four well, picks. I'm going Seahawks. You're going G-Men. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this, too. The uh-huh. the the Giants at pick, what was it, seven? Or, uh-huh. yeah, it was at pick seven yeah. in the draft. They had the choice of choosing uh, Evan Neal or Charles Cross, who's now offensive lineman on yeah. the uh, Seahawks. So it'd just be interesting to see because Evan also got injured last week in yeah. the second quarter. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, how that kind of comes to fruition because, um, you know, I mean the Seahawks aren't having a great season, but yeah. you know they're 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 coming around and it'd just be cool to see. Then you know? Debo actually fit the 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 um the physical stereotype of football coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when they ask, I mean, I'm running that guy at Star. If I run in that guy at Starbucks and I'm like, what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm a football coach. And I'm like, I'd be like, but of yep. course you are. Yep. <laughs> of course you are. Last game. Last game, we got the Green Bay Packers going against. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. <laughs> Let's go, Buffalo. 
all right, let me put away all this gear because if there's anything I can't stand, it's someone who just brings all the gear and can't be objective and acts like a total fanboy on the podcast, right? So let me put away the cup. Let me put away the hat for the moment. And let's make some picks. Green Bay, big trouble. And it might get worse. Who you got? Oh, man. I mean, it's an easy Bills pick. Um, I can keep it short, but man... What do you think the the point differential is going to be? <laughs> That's the real question. Be, yeah. Right. Do you think it's going to be a plus seventeen or below seventeen? Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, that. So you're picking Bills. Yeah. yeah. I. I. Um. This is not as far as stylistic styles making matchups are concerned. Like Lafleur is a good coach, and even when he didn't have good clientele, he's always had bend but don't break. But do you have any idea what the hell the Bills do to bend but don't break defenses? <laughs> they break them. Josh Allen is the guy where, like, Mahomes is like, there's a few seconds left. I'm going for this field goal. Josh is like, there's a few seconds left. Dude, how about a touchdown? <laughs> how about a touchdown instead? Um, the Bills have significantly improved against mobile quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers, I know he likes to be in the pocket, but I know he likes to move his legs. But the Bills had a ton of practice against Lamar Jackson with a strong arm. strong, uh, uh, Tons of practice against Patrick Mahomes, who right now is three times the quarterback Aaron Rodgers is. I'm sorry. No disrespect to Aaron Rodgers, but, but Mahomes. I'm, that's another team. I'm glad we play early. you know. Um, and I'm going Bills. I'm going Bills, and I think whatever the line is, I'm, I'm, I think the Bills can cover that by themselves. You know, I'm just I'm just mad because we know what's gonna happen Monday morning. It's gonna be Lafleur's fault. It's gonna be it's gonna be someone else's fault. But um, actually, well, Aaron did take accountability. He said he does yeah. need to play a tick better. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, dude. I think we ain't measuring this Sunday in ticks, man. I mean, what's 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 a tick times a million? What what would be like a bigger version of a tick? What would you call that? I'm bracing. I'm holding on to his, my desk. See if Rob got an answer to that. It's called playing better. Yes. <laughs> Look, ain't no shame in our game, all right? But you know what? There is some shame in to shame or not to shame, okay? And this one, we, we, I think we're just going all shame on this one. But no further ado, people, the next episode, to shame or not to shame. 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 All right, Rob, let's queue up our clock. Let's queue up our split screen, Rob. So, to shame or not to shame is I think I'm leaning more towards a negative inference on this on this topic four. So, with 60 seconds, Rob, who had our worst weekend between the four of these franchises? The Yankees, the Lakers, the Packers, or the Tampa Bay Bucks? Okay, so it's not, there is no no shame on this one. The question is, who's the most ashamed this weekend? The floor is yours, Bobby. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be the New York Yankees. And the, the worst part of it is it's sounding like Aaron Judge. It doesn't even want to come back. <laughs> you know, he's sounding like he's giving his farewells and goodbyes. Oh, man. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, the, the, the reason why it's embarrassing, because this is what it really is. You know, if you look at what's happened in the second half of the season, you know, the, the New York Yankees have been embarrassing. Um, and... You know, they kind of just they blew the load early, and the the end of it is the coaching. You know, um, 
Aaron Boone should never have been the, 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 the coach of the New York Yankees. He's been mediocre at best since he's been in there. It's a weird um, choice. This has, been, yeah. this has been two coaches in a row. They should have never gotten rid of Girardi. And I even think Girardi was probably not the best choice at the time. Um, you know, I'm going back like two or three managers at this point. But, yeah, the, 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 the issue for the Giants and for the, for the Yankees for the longest time has been managerial yeah. decisions at the end of games, especially in the postseason, mm. that have just not made our team play up to its uh, ability. So yeah, it used to be that we didn't want to spend the money. And yeah. now it's that we don't want to, you know, hire the right people. We want to hire the friends, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad, you know, Aaron Boone, he had home run in, in, in 2005 or whenever, like fucking fantastic. Like <laughs> get over it. Like he's, it doesn't mean he's a great baseball coach, you know? No. Yeah. It's I, ridiculous. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And I'll start up my clock because I talk a hundred miles an hour anyway to finish with your sentiments on what you say. I have a different, uh, most shameful, but I will. Uh, caveat by saying that yeah hiring, hiring players to be coaches is always the best idea and though I thought Girardi was a mistake I think they got rid of him when, when finally when the guy finally understood what managing was and hitting his trot so that, that was a reason not to get rid of him but a whole bunch of shame exactly. to share a whole bunch of big a big big uh, shame pie and forced licensee in this category but the one that has to eat the biggest piece I think are the, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers uh, the Yankees had a bad second half of the season but no one really expected them to beat the Astros so I don't have a shame on that the way getting swept was sad uh, and I was glad they got swept because this way I don't actually have to watch the Astros play anymore I'm not watching them play anymore they're playing the Phillies and we'll and we'll do that I, I, I mean there's not a team a, a franchise team I despise more than them right now even even more so than the Boston Red Sox so I'm going LA Lakers because you have all the pieces that LeBron asked for you had the coach he asked for you know Rob Polinka gets a lot of criticism about assigning clientele but he gave he gave everything Le, uh, LeBron asked for and now he's gonna have to want to bear to bear the brunt when everything goes wrong because very much like Aaron Rodgers and very much like some some of these guys who we worship uh, we we uh, um I mean I'm 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 sort of a journalist but we we as spectators fans diehards always tend to shift the blame on someone, someone else when our guy's not playing well LeBron put up 31 points last night but they're 0-3 right now and that is inexcusable that is inexcusable for that for that for that team for that franchise in in a town right uh, what's what's <clears throat> Every sport, we could go, what's the premier team for each sport, right? Like the Dallas Cowboys, the most popular team for football, as, as much as I'm loath to say. They might even go to the Super Bowl this year or the AFC, NFC Championship game. Uh, um, for baseball, it's the Yankees, no question. That's probably the most, the, 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 the most celebrated franchise in all the sports. Uh, and, and for basketball, it's the Lakers. And when they're not playing well, it's, it's highlighted 10 times. It's like a magnifying glass, and that's what I'm seeing right now, you know? Yeah, shameful skip for the Bucks losing losing to a team that didn't have didn't have that lost their wide out. They went against a team that didn't have their best wide out, didn't have their top running back, uh, didn't even have didn't even have a head coach. <laughs> so, right. man, you beat me to that one. I'm so proud of you, and at the same time, disappointed in you, Robert um kennedy mclean <clears throat> all right so we go to our next section the next section topic number five is called where do we go we got actually let's do this let's pause let's pause and that quick question all right rob quick question who do you like? Do you, do you like uh, T.J. Dillashaw versus Jan next? 
Uh, if TJ's healthy, yes. If not, absolutely not. That'd be a great match. I mean, I mean, Jan is like John Lineker with experience and 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 a more complete fighter. And I'd like to see TJ against him. That'd be a great match, a fun match. Who would you like to see O'Malley fight next, regardless of uh, of title aspirations? I'll go first on this one. Um, I still like Aljo. Yeah, I think that's going to be a fun one. Um. Yeah, I'll take Aljo. Just because he's champ. Anybody who's champion right now, I'd love to see him fight so he can get his belt and make a choice. Right. Um, Charles Oliveira, if he doesn't get a rematch, who should he fight? I like um, I like the winner of Chandler and, and um, Poirier in November. I think the timing's right. You know, they're a month apart, training camp, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, the winner of them, either one of them is pretty good. Yeah, and they'll probably get a title shot anyway, right? So might as well be in the yeah. mix. Um, now, TJ Dillashaw had the, the shoulder injury before the fight. Should he have pulled out of the fight, or was it the right thing to to sweat it out and fight? Yeah, I mean, probably should have pulled out just because there are backups. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like they're going to cancel the fight. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think they should have because, man, it was, it was a trash fight. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean... I always get mad when people pull out of fights, but now I have to re-examine because look what happens when a guy doesn't pull out a fight and decides to tough it out. That's what happened, well, you know. And and my, I'm with guy, please. My issue is when people are talking trash. Yeah. You know, people are trying to, you know. Again, I don't care if you talk trash, but you're creating the the idea that you know you're healthy, you're going to compete, you're going to do that. You know, you're basically selling the fight, and then you're you know, on the other end, ah, I'm going to, you know, injury when you already knew you were injured, you know, that's, that's my issue, yes. you know, or they were injured for weeks. They tried to fight it out. They couldn't make it. And then, you know, the last couple of fights, cause I think it's contractual where, you know, if you go out of, if you get out of a fight, you know, earlier in the contract, you know, you, you don't get any money, but if you, you know, go up to the fight and you just get hurt, you know, you still get paid or blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm sure there's contractual things that, you know, make right. you wait and whatever. But I, that's just for me. Like, if you're injured and you can't go, but I mean, that's like a physical fight and it's one on one. It's not right. you're you're taking out one of your things. It's like it should Pacquiao have fought right? You know, yeah, Mayweather with his shoulder because yeah, he lost, but now he's saying he couldn't have hit him. So it's like yeah, it's just you're gonna take everything you can get, and you're and you're probably not. And most of the times, you're not gonna you know win that right disadvantage so and this is a complete just, disadvantage right? Smart. right this is a complete disadvantage like, look no fighter goes into a fight 100 percent. But, but with that being said with something like this the guy was trying to fight with one arm you know i, I mean and on the stand-up it looked like it was a wash <laughs> so i mean and now we have all this doubt like oh if his arm was better he probably would have done better so i mean there's, there's dominated him yeah i mean there's that too right so okay so next question quick question who wins the world series phillies astros this is a want or this is a want question for me. So, oh, okay, you're going. Phillies. <laughs> Who do I think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I have to say the Phillies have had that kind of magic this year. Um, them and the Cardinals. That's crazy that they beat the Cardinals, but kind of yeah. shows, you know. Mm -hmm. I think they just have that magic. So again, I, I would have to say I would really love for the Phillies to win. They have everything you sh you should need, but I still think they're a year away, which is yeah. crazy to say, but. Um, 
But yeah, man, I, I really think that unfortunately Houston's going to win this. And they're just too strong, dude. I literally called that they were going to sweep the Yankees before it happened. Yeah. Like to myself. Like, ah, I was just like, yo, these guys, they literally, they won the last game last last second you know they won the, the second game last second like they came back and beat us like they won you know it's just the 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 two games in the last series they came back in the last part of the game to you know have game tying or game winning home runs that's that's the recipe for success in baseball it's yeah. like when you when your team annies up when it really matters whether it's runners in scoring position mm-hmm. or it's you know at the end of the game gotta score five runs in the seven some stuff like that like that's you just can't account for that like you you can put your right pitchers out. You can have the right bullpen now. You can, but when a team gets rolling, like you really can't. And that's that's what I mean about the Yankees. Like, yeah, they were rolling in the early year, but right now they can't hit a ball. Aaron Aaron Judge is one for sixteen. You know, throughout yeah. the series, it's like that's ridiculous. That's that's you're not putting people in the right position. I think it was like John 316. John 316 wasn't a biblical verse. I think that was his, um, I think that's what his batting average was. You're right. Yeah. Oh, not batting average. That's what he was. That's what that was his percentage. LPS. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think it's because the Yankees fell in love. You can't fall in love with the long ball in the playoffs. You and I watch enough baseball to know the, 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 the secret of the Yankees success in the nineties and, and all the way up to 2000 was finding a way to get on base. They would, they would walk. They'd reach on an error. They'd steal second. They'd bunt to third, sacrifice, fly home. I've seen them in playoff games where they were scoring runs and not even getting a base hit. And then, but now you, you want to go, you, you want to fall in love with the long ball against guys who, who's, who have 100-mile-an-hour sinkers, <laughs> you know. And, right. but, but isn't that what we saw about the Astros? The Astros, look, they found a way to get on base. The Astros this year looked like the Yankees from the nineties. They were just fine. As soon as they got on base, you felt like you felt the air leave your body, because you you were pretty sure that every, every time they got on base, you were pretty sure they were going to score. That 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 is a sucky feeling, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, and you yeah. think back to uh, again. This is just Yankee talk now, but it's crazy. You think back to those great teams. Like none of those guys were like all MVP, all star, best. I mean, think about it. Like you had. Scott Brocious, Paul O'Neill. I mean, Tino can, was considered like an MVP type caliber football. And he came to the Yankees. He wasn't really that great. You got Bernie Williams. You got, I mean, Derek Jeter came in there. He was that guy. Posada. I mean, he really wasn't that great, no. you know? So at the end of the day, it was like they had the component, like every single person on that team was made to win. And everything that they were great at was made to, yeah, was, was put in the right. And it was just great. GMing, great managerial, uh, you know, success. It was, it was, you know, great to see, you know. And yeah. now, I think I just love this so much because it's so necessary in baseball to have all those things working correctly because there's so many things happening at once and the ball goes so quick and yada yada. So it's just it's cool to see, you know, that uh, unfortunately, you know, like we're saying, it's it's we're seeing that in Houston or in Philly, but you know, it's good to see that there's great baseball still being played. Yeah, and I'm going Astros on this. I got I, I drink and spit, but no I doubt. think the Astros are going to win this. A uh, quick question, because <laughs> that one <laughs> that one was not so quick, but at the same not time so super necessary. Because we don't even talk about baseball that much on the podcast, and I'm glad we did. Um, who wins the NBA crown? Early preliminary pick. I go Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. Um, I go Warriors Nets. I, I think the Nets figure out some things. I'll go Bucks. I think this is their year to come back and do something big. 
you know. But honestly, I'm gonna go Bucks and and Heat. Bucks and Heat. Bucks and Heat. Bucks and Heat. Uh, Indianapolis Colts benched Ryan. Um, Sam Mylinger's uh, is in. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, thumbs up. Once uh, Jonathan yeah. Taylor went down, that their season was over. Yeah, and he he actually played this weekend, so I was very very happy. He played this weekend. Got me got me fifteen fantasy points. But I, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a quarterback, if you're gonna have a young young talent, at some point you have to see if he's worth paying and if he's worth keeping around. And I, I thought it was a very bold move, but at the same time. Most people find out when their season's over, right? Oh, let's put him in. Uh, but when you put him in when the season's over, you don't see a good sample size of him either because he's not playing. He's playing for his job, but he's not playing, you know, with house, with, with, with you know, he's playing with house money. He, he, there's no pressure situation because there's nothing to play for. Right. So I'm glad they're doing that early, you know. And I'm um, and you get a scar. Before we go, that's the end of quick question. But before we go, as I give a tribute to one or two people you pick at that score for me that football score tell me who's winning 26 14 chicago 26 14 chicago all right and we're in the third like quarter. they've stumped they've stumped zappy so far yep so before we go benil dariush they asked benil dariush what was next for him after he won his match against gamrot or gamrot gamrot um he says i'm not a beggar I like the way he said that because in this UFC, the squeaky wheel gets the most grease. If you call, if you win, and your your lightout's call enough, and it's interesting to the fans, uh, you usually get it. Right? But Benil Dariush, he got the call out without calling people out. I think everyone liked that. I'm not a beggar. Uh, but, you know, I won, and this is where I think I deserve to be. Blah blah blah. And I thought that was a he he actually. To avoid calling out someone, what he's done was call someone, ends up calling out someone. So I thought it was a brilliant move. So big up to him, you know. Um, lastly, big up to Volley for Sound. Uh, we live in the Hermosa Beach area, so they had a big force tournament. And all the proceeds go to um, contributing and studying to uh, um, the, an improvement on the herring impaired. Uh, Kelsey Brandon, who's actually deaf, um, ran the whole thing, and it was a fantastic tournament for fours. Nice bid auctions for some of the big volley- beach volleyball players. Uh, we, did, you played in it too. Did you play fours this weekend too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun tournament. Yeah, uh, it was North fun. of the pier, festive music, everything. Everything they said it was. Yeah. Absolutely. So big up to Kelsey Brandon. She was actually on the podcast and she lip read the entire podcast. She didn't use like a um like a hair like a a hearing impaired sound. She lip read the entire podcast and I think that woman's a gangster. You know, I didn't even know she was deaf. I thought she was just trying to talk like <laughs> I thought she, like she was trying to talk like she's from the hood. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's talking like she's from the hood. And it's like, no, she's deaf. Okay, that's you know, and wow, all right. She sounds pretty good. I mean, for the stereotype, because you know, like I'm not trying to tease deaf people, but there's like a stereotype on like how how deaf people sound. So um big up to her. So Rob, as we approach the end of this podcast, Sports Debate Tuesday, episode 94. Is there anything you'd like to say to the general population, Rob? Just stay happy, stay healthy, y'all. Stay happy, stay, stay healthy, says Rob McLean. So Rob might love you guys, but me... I think I nah. I think I like you guys too, man. In fact, I think I love you guys. All right. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad or your iPhone, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school. For my man Rob, keep it McLean. McLean, put some respect on that man's name. I'm Jason DeBeas. This is episode 94. I'm gonna hit my music and we're out.
Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionVB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Angel. You're going to love what you hear.